I love what Steve Jobs said about career. Here's what he said. Your work is going to fill a large part of your life. And the only way to be truly satisfied is to do the work you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking. Don't settle. This is Hans Finzel. Welcome to the Leadership Answer Man. This is a show for leaders about taking leadership to the next level. Whether you're a seasoned leader or just starting out, I promise to give you practical leadership tips that you can use this week. No matter what your leadership situation is, I can help. Remember, leaders make things happen. My passion is to help you lead more effectively. Welcome to today's podcast, How to Know When It's Time to Move On. So I'm thinking some of you that are listening to this, this is going to be very applicable to you directly. How to know when it's time to move on. In the last three weeks, I've had two different people ask me that very question that are really frustrated with their jobs and they want to know, how do I know when it's time to move on? So I'm going to cover that topic today and some of the things that I've learned through the years about how to know when it's time to move on and when to when to hang in there and, and not give up and stay with it. I know some of my listeners are later in life. Some of you have already retired and you like to listen to my podcast. And some of you have kids that are in this situation and your children ask you this very question. Hey, mom, how do I know when it's time to move on? Or hey, dad, how do I know when it's time to move on? So that's uh, what I want to share with you today. Day. I'm going to uh, talk about how to know when it's time to move on, the grass is greener syndrome, uh, the 10 signs that it's time to move, and then a great book I want to recommend to you about this topic that I always recommend to people. Here's a quote by a gentleman. He must be a Hungarian. His name is Balzak, B-A-L-Z-A-K. And I'll have all these quotes and things on my website as well as the books as well as the list at HansFinzel.com. So here is a great quote by this Hungarian. An unfulfilled vocation drains the color from a man's entire existence. And I would add, and woman's. I love what Steve Jobs said about about career. And uh, I'm a big fan of his, and I I became a bigger fan of his after his death and reading his book, uh, Steve Jobs. I highly recommend that book. Here's what he said. Your work is going to fill a large part of your life. And the only way to be truly satisfied is to do the work you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking. Don't settle. I think I would have liked to have subtitled this podcast, Don't Settle, but I think people might not have understood that, but uh, that is such great advice. And I, I run into a lot of people who have reached the top of the ladder of success only to find out it's leaning against the wrong wall. And so I would encourage you, don't settle. Keep looking if you haven't found that sweet spot. Uh, somebody else asked me the other day, actually, I was on Jared Easley's show and uh, the, he asked me the question, uh, what about people in their 40s that are stuck? How do you get unstuck? stuck if you're at that stage. And and my main point was get unstuck and get around people that are moving somewhere and don't settle for a miserable job. Uh, here's another quote by Stephen Jobs. And the most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. It's a great question I get asked a lot. How do I know when it's time 
to move on. For the many people, including leaders, that are stuck in a job they don't love, the lack of passion cannot be hidden. I've experienced the very same thing in my own career. I grew to a place, or I should say I descended to a place where I just lacked the passion for my job. You know, it's so interesting. You can uh, have a calling and follow a career and get into a job and, and you can just love it and you're just firing on all eight cylinders and everything is going great. And, and then as the years go on, you can become bored with the job that you loved. You can lose the passion. You can lose the heart. And that's why that's one of the big factors at times that uh, leads you to need to move on to another place. I'll never forget one day, and I think I've shared this on another podcast, but I, I put on this baseball cap in my garage because I was going to go out on a walk, and it's uh, from those life is good people, you know, life is good. And when I was putting the cap on, sewn inside the cap are these words, which, which come into view and you place the cap on your head. It says, do what you like, like what you do. Those words from that cap just pierced my heart. And I said to myself, you know, Hans, I'm not doing either. And how long am I going to settle for less than doing something that I love? I understand. So sometimes you just have to know when it's time to leave. I regularly get letters and emails from people who ask me that very question. Here's the situation I'm in. What is your recommendation? Should I try to bring about change? Is there any hope that things will be different? Or should I just bail out and find a group that's more satisfying to work with? I usually try to encourage people to stick with it up to a point. But if they don't see any movement or any responsiveness to the suggestions for change or improvement, it's probably best to move on. Many people ask me, to what point do I hang in there? How long do I keep trying before I give up? So here's some guidelines that um, that I've come up with that I think are just really important. Uh, my 10 tips on how to know when it's time to leave. Number one, too much broken glass on the floor. You or your team has done too many things wrong to set things back in order. There's just too much broken trust and lack of respect. And it can be either direction. Maybe people don't trust you anymore because of things that have gone bad. Or maybe you don't trust your leadership because things have gone bad. I was with a young man last week who's 32 years old, and we were having this very discussion about he's thinking about leaving his job because he's, he's just frustrated with the leadership and I said the number one issue is can you respect the leadership can you continue to follow them with enthusiasm and he said to me no I can't I've lost respect for them because they're not making the right decisions and I said that's that's a that's a bad thing I just don't want for anybody to have to work under leadership that you don't respect so too much broken glass on the floor is number one, and it could be glass that you broke or glass that the leadership broke. Number two, you're not the leader and have lost faith in the leadership above you. Personal or professional integrity has been compromised. You can no longer accept the actions of your leader or fellow leaders in good conscience. And this is where I want to recommend a book to you called Integrity by Henry Cloud. It's a great book about this very topic. I'm going to recommend another book by him in just a moment, but the book Integrity. It's a little bit like number one about the broken glass, but it's just more generally about maybe not leadership mistakes, but just issues of integrity where you don't in good conscience conscience, you can't follow your leadership because they're making decisions and taking actions that you think are either 
illegal or unethical or immoral. And I run into people a lot that, that quit their jobs because of that very thing, because they're asked to do things that they think compromise their own integrity. So you got to leave if that's happening. Number three, you're working in less than 25% of your area of gifting. You're just not suited to the responsibilities and there's no joy in your work. And it could be the case where you had scope creep and there was a time when you were fully doing the things that you're best at in your area of gifting, but maybe so many things have gotten piled on you or the leadership changed the rules. I have another person, a young person recently I was talking to, and that's his situation where he was hired to do one thing, but now a year later, he's doing something completely different outside of his gifting. Now, if you're working in 50 to 75% of your area of passion and gifting, that's a good thing. I don't think you ever get to 100%, but a good way to know if it's time to leave is if you're working in less than 25% of your area of gifting. And when you talk to your supervisor, those above you, those who can make a difference, who could change your situation, they don't appreciate what you're saying and they they're not responsive to your requests. And again, I see that a lot. Number four, loss of faith and respect from your leader or your board in you. They're just not on the same page and thwart you at every turn. They have lost trust in your leadership. Now, this is for C-level leaders who are at the top of organizations, ministries, churches, and the board no longer has faith in your leadership or no longer trusts your leadership or respects your leadership. And boy, I've seen that happen a lot. And you know what? In in Steve Jobs' book, he talks about when he went back to Apple to save it the second time after he'd been fired and then he, he was brought back and, and he fired his board. That was the first thing he did. I mentioned that on another podcast. I would say 99% of us do not have that luxury. So if your board doesn't have confidence in you anymore, forget about it. You're not going to turn that around, and that's a great sign that it's time to leave. If it ever gets to a place where they have a vote of confidence, then it's already too late. If they've lost faith and respect for your leadership, the people above you, more than most likely the board of directors, it's time to move on. Number five, the juice is no longer worth the squeeze. The frustration level is just so great, and the opportunities for, for things to change are just not there. You don't have any good weeks. You just have one bad week after another. As somebody asked me the other day, is it normal to have good weeks and bad weeks in your job? <laughs> Absolutely. That's life. I don't know about you, but in my psyche, I have good weeks and bad weeks. I have weeks where I'm just feeling great, doing great, on top of the world. And then I have times when I just kind of get in a funk. Now, not everybody's that way, but uh, if you are, I feel your pain. I understand you. But if you're at a place where you most often have bad weeks and very few good weeks and mostly bad days and very few good days, I say, you know, life is too short. You know, just don't do that. It's just not worth it. Time to move on. Number six, people see you as the source of all the problems. People see you as nothing but a complainer with your continual attempts to push change. And as a result, you carry around a negative cloud in the organization. Now, I'm a huge fan of leading change, and I'm always telling people you can lead change from the bottom up as well as the top down. However, if you haven't created a guiding coalition for change, if there aren't people that share this passion with you and you don't have a critical mass and you're the lone voice, and you may be totally right, but you know what? 
if people see you as just the complainer and they don't get it, they don't share your passion and values and, and your dreams for this situation, this business, this vision, this ministry, this church, you know, you probably ought to find people that do share your values. If people just see you as the constant complainer that's trying to push change and they ha- and they won't have the thing to do with it, forget about it. It's probably time to move on. Number seven, contract commitments are completed and you're free to go. The assignment is completed. You know, that happens a lot where people have a certain contract and the contract is up and and both parties say, well, you know, this is a good time for me to move on to the next thing. That's kind of a no-brainer, but that happens. That's number seven. Number eight, great new opportunities knock on your door. Your heart is being drawn to a new place of leadership or a new place for a job that matches better who you are. Now, this happens to people. Now, the younger that you are, the more it happens. As I like to say, people in their 60s and and older, they're not so marketable. But uh, this one young man that I was just talking to last week who was sharing with me the frustration about his leadership, he's 32 years old. I said, you are on top of the world. You are so marketable. Go find another place. Well, if great new opportunities are knocking at your door, it may just be time to follow your heart. And that's the key. I always like to talk about the heart. Follow your heart. If your heart is telling you, you know, I want to be loyal, but I just really think I want to take this new opportunity, I would say follow your heart. You know, fulfill your obligations. But if if you find something is drawing you to a new place that much better matches who you are, that's a great indication it's time to move on. Number nine, and this is one of the biggest of all, Your heart is just not in it anymore. You've lost the passion for your assignment. The challenge has left the building. I alluded to that in some of the other points, but I just want to reiterate that here, that it's probably one of the very biggest points of all, that your heart is just not in it anymore. You have lost the passion for the assignment, and and you just don't want to get up on Mondays. You hate Mondays because you don't want to go back to work. Your heart has left the building. I would encourage you to read Dan Miller's book, 48 Days to the Job You Love, or think about what can I do to move from my day job to my dream job. It's so, so important to follow your heart. And to me, I tell people, if your heart's not in it and you're just going through the motions, if at all possible, follow your heart and try to find something else that'll really match who you are. I just don't like to see people dry up and be withered and just go through the motions of the job. And especially if you're in leadership, you cannot afford to take that place if you're in top leadership. And finally, I think we need a David Letterman drum roll, number 10. I said the last one was the biggest one of all the passion, but really number 10, for those of you who are followers of the faith and you are a Christ follower, I like to add number 10, God clearly leads you to move on. You know, I'm a person who believes in prayer and and in the leading of the Holy Spirit and God's direction. And sometimes his whisper, there's a great book by Bill Hybels about the whisper of God and how that's a great way to discern direction. And sometimes God just whispers in a still, small, quiet voice that's hard to explain over a period of months. I don't believe these kind of decisions should be made overnight, but over a period of months, you just sense in your spirit that God is speaking to you and it's time to move on. 
and I encourage people before you quit, start lining up that new thing and start looking for that new thing. Don't just quit, especially if you have a family to support, but start working on following your heart and your passion while you continue to faithfully fulfill the responsibilities that you now have. It's so important to listen to the clear whisper of God. Donna and I have seen that so many times in our marriage and our life where we were led to move from one place to the next. Ultimately, we would pray about it and we would seek God's wisdom for it. And you can't go wrong when you follow his direction. And I will warn you, sometimes his direction is scary. I told you about reading that cap and uh, it was exactly two years ago that I left my position and walked away, decided to follow the calling of the cap. It was, I told my board I was done. And for a lot of reasons that are listed in this top 10 list, I stepped out by faith to pursue my passion of helping leaders lead. And today I can say I absolutely love what I'm doing and I'm doing what I love. I decided not to settle, but let me tell you, it's not easy to follow those promptings and leading. Sometimes it's the more difficult choice. It's the harder decision. It's humanly easier to stay in a job you don't particularly love and keep getting that salary and keep getting those perks. But do the right thing. Follow the advice of Steve Jobs. Don't settle. Here's a couple other quotes, and then I want to leave you with a great book that I would recommend to all of you. I was mentored by Howard Hendricks when I was in graduate school in Dallas, Texas a long time ago. And uh, here's what Howie said, a couple of things he said. He said, your career is what you're paid to do. Your calling is what you're made to do. And sometimes I see people, again, who've reached the top of the ladder of success only to find out it's leaning against the wrong wall. Again, Howie said, your career is what you're paid to do, but your calling is what you're made to do. So don't settle for less than to follow your passion and your calling. I should do a podcast sometime on how to find your calling. I'll make a note of that today. Here's something else that Howie said, and, and I have to say it in Howie's voice. He said, my fear for you is not that you will fail, but that you will succeed in doing the wrong thing, <laughs> Howie. He was such a great communicator. What did he mean by that? Now, he, he didn't fear that we would fail as his students. He feared that we would succeed in climbing up the ladder on the wrong wall and not following the best. It's the same thing that Steve Jobs is talking about. Okay, let me finish up by a book that I recommend, Necessary Endings by Henry Cloud. I'll have all these notes on my podcast notes at hansfinzel.com, but I would highly recommend the book Necessary Endings. If you're struggling with the issue of loyalty and leaving and moving on to somewhere else, I am so loyal. I'm loyal to a fault. And when I realized I no longer had the, the passion for my job and I lost the edge and I was bored, I sensed an obligation to stay because I'm so loyal. It's part of who I am. It's my character. It's my up bringing. My father taught me, Hans, don't ever start anything you're not willing to finish. <laughs> so I finish things I start, even if I'm miserable in it. That's exactly the point of his book, Necessary Endings by Henry Cloud. People can be loyal to a fault and they need to learn to let go and to embrace the necessary endings. That is a door that closes, that opens up an amazing new beginning. So consider, how do you know when it's time to move on? If you're wrestling with this or you have friends or your kids are wrestling with this, some great stuff to think about. And remember, always take your leadership to the next level. 
This has been Hans Finzel. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Answer Man. Remember that leaders make great things happen. We can always take our leadership to the next level. I hope you keep listening and learning and that you go out there this week and make a difference with your leadership.